This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We're up to show 952. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host and mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? <laughs> and the crowd cheers. Oh, how could I be bad after that? That's right. And we're excited to be talking to you every Saturday at 1 o'clock. I got a lot of calls about last week's show. So uh, did I. About that, especially about that question with buying the duplex. Uh, so if you want to ask us a question about commercial, residential, real estate, mortgages, give us a call. My number is 267 266 5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're every week to keep you informed. We're the only real estate show in town, and the media does not talk about real estate because it's good news, and they don't talk about good news. And you can listen to this show and past shows at our webpage, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at our state studios website, WPHT, in Philadelphia. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have business tips with Asking Dr. A. And we're still on AI. We have Mark's funny story. Yes. We also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is? What do I do with my tax refund? I got some suggestions. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, today we also have our questions. Uh, the first one is, I ratified a contract and am unable to get financing. Do I need to release the earnest money deposit to the sellers? We've the next back. question in, in New Jersey, is the seller required to obtain a smoke cert in an as-in cash contract or only if the property is being financed? Go on. Next, uh, next question Pending buyers of my occupied home are asking to see the house again. This is the third time, causing me to clean and then vacate. Realtor yeah, says it's normal. We've had this question a couple of times over a the lot. last couple of months. Yeah. Does a broker have to have a power of attorney to sign a seller's name to the contracts? All right. And the next one is, if a collection shows up on your credit report during the waiting phase of your mortgage loan, do you pay it or get in touch with your lender? Good question. 
And Mark, today our topic is one of my favorites, the 80-20 rule. It's not a math problem. Yeah, I like to revisit this every once in a while. Oh, it's definitely worth it. But Mark, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, life is like riding a bicycle. You got to keep your balance and you have to keep on moving. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Mark, I wanted to take a second just to say hi to Frank. Um, he's a, a listener. I think he's on his third week and gave me a call on Saturday right after the show to say how much he enjoyed it and he's going to be a faithful listener. So just want to say, hey, Frank, thanks for listening. Very good. I got a student called me too. He says he, he hasn't missed a show since he took my class. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So where are we at? So Mark, we're up to the market report. And there is the bell. So the best time to sell this year will be the week of April 16th. This is what realtor.com says. But remember I did that stu- did that uh, did that report and they said the best day in a year was like February 16th. Remember that? I do, because that yeah. was right by my dad's birthday. Yep. So I definitely yeah. remember that. Yeah, I remember that. February 16th. That was a weird day. What makes this week in April so great is that sellers can expect there is less inventory on the market. Well, that's true because uh, prices are still going up in Philly and inventory. We actually went up a little bit. We went up a thousand units since last week. We're wow, up to, that's a lot. Up that's to four thousand cons- out of <laughs> six hundred thousand. Yeah, I know, it sounds but like that's a lot. Progress. It's progress. It is. It is progress. Making more homes listed in demand. Report forecast that there will be nine point three percent fewer sellers that than the week. Inventory remains below pre-pandemic levels. So while inventory was up, now this is you got to remember the way they do these numbers. Now us jumping up a thousand. Up 65.5%. This is Pennsylvania at the start of 2023 compared to 2022, which is still lower than 43.2% in 2019. So, I mean, when you start thinking about the numbers like that, it hardly makes any sense. Anyway, additionally, sellers can expect to get a higher price because we're still appreciating. Philly Metro, is prices are still going up. Take a guess at how many houses are for sale in all of Bucks County. You do this to me, and I don't know. Take a guess. <laughs> Seven. Well, <laughs> no. About 450 in the whole of Bucks, in Bucks County. County. Yeah. Now, we're up to 4,000 in Philly because there's 670,000 units. But right. in all Bucks County, there's only like close to 500 houses for sale. That's it. The sellers, I don't know what they're waiting for. And anyway, additional sellers can expect to get higher prices. They're predicting they will get 48000 higher asking price or 12.1% higher compared to a year earlier. So prices are still going up. Yay. Home prices are expected to be 2.1% higher compared to the average price throughout the year. This is statewide compared to 8400 compared to a typical week throughout the year. Homes will also move 18% faster off the market compared to the average week. I don't know how much faster they can move. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In this same week in 22, homes were off the market in 32 days, 13 days less than the weekly average throughout the year. While homes aren't expected to move as quickly in 22, it is still anticipated that they will move faster compared to to last year. Now, this is nationwide, right? No, this is statewide. Statewide. And percentage of, we're down to a 1.2 month supply of inventory. I looked at all these numbers this morning. 
And it that's interesting because a normal market is a six-month supply. Right. And the percentage of buyers browsing Realtor.com. Now, the buyers are out there browsing. Uh, traffic was up 16.4% last week. That's a good thing. Now, the buyers are like back in. In 22, the views rose only th- rose 16 to 22, rose 32.5 compared to the average week throughout the year. In Pennsylvania right now, next week, the week of which was March 26, will be best for those sellers in the Philadelphia region, while Pittsburgh follows the national trend and sellers should expect to see their best week in April 16th, which is really weird. U.S. housing markets look healthy and homeowners, this is interesting, have 71.2% equity in their homes collectively. They calculated this in a study by dividing the total mortgages outstanding of $12.5 trillion by the $43.5 trillion in total values of U.S. homes. So that means that only 28.7% of the homes in the United States have an outstanding mortgage. They're and 71.2% own their homes all right, outright. That's not good for me. I think, Well, it's great for the country. That means there's tons of equity there. But it means that sellers are, are, are sitting still because the media is so negative and they don't talk about real estate. Right. All these 71% out of the total value of forty, almost $44 trillion in home values are sitting on the fence because- of the doom and gloom from the media. And all, and their friends are saying, now's not a good time. I'm going to tell you this in my, when, well, I'm going to wait till uh, I get to my topic, but I want to talk right. about it. And that's, and you're right. And you're right. And it's because of this inflation yep. and all this doom and gloom from this administration. And then they go and tell everybody how great it is. And everybody knows it's not. Right. So then they get nervous. And when people are nervous, they sit on the fence. That was right before Trump won. There was two billion sitting on the fence in in Philly Metro and trillions across the country. And as soon as that election was over, remember what happened? It went crazy. There was cranes everywhere yep. building. All right, save the All right, rent. So tell us save about the, the rates. Rent. All right, thirty year fixed. I'm done, Rand. <laughs> thirty year fixed on a conventional is six and a half percent. Your fifteen year is six percent. Your thirty year FHA is at five point eight seven five. Along with your VA, 5.875. Again, there you go. Don't forget, these are based on credit scores. Okay. So just keep that in mind and the loan product that we have. But the rates are coming down. It's a great time to buy. 48% of Philly that's renting, paying over two grand a month. Call the end. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Hey, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive, all the time. So we're at the end. So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. I got one for you. So this... Sam, this older realtor, goes to the doctor for his yearly checkup. And everything is fine, says the doctor. He goes, you're, you're okay for your age. For, he goes, for my age, I'm only 65. What do you think? Do you think I'll make it to 80? Well, said the doctor. He goes, do you drink or smoke? He goes, no. He goes, do you eat fatty meats or lots of sweets? He goes, no. He goes, I'm very careful about what I eat. 
He goes, how about your activities? Do you engage in throwing behaviors like speeding or skiing or anything dangerous? No, says Sam. He's like taken back a little bit. He goes, I would never engage in dangerous activities. Well, said the doctor, then why in the world would you want to live to 80? <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. That was very cute. If you... <laughs> That would have stopped right? me in my tracks. If you have a funny story, <laughs> send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. Every time I meet with my doctor, all he does is ask me about the real estate market. <laughs> <laughs> Can you take my blood pressure, dude? <laughs> Do you mind? All right. So now it is time for the Mortgage Mountain segment with the Ann Kat Saris from the largest mortgage company in the world, oh Green Tree God. Mortgage. And her topic topic is today, what do I do with my tax return? <laughs> Put it all so, black. Right? <laughs> so, um, Mark, we were I we were talking, I guess it was yesterday or the day before, I was talking to a client, young girl, so nervous about purchasing. And she said, you know, I, I was really excited until, you know, people were telling me now's not the best time to buy. And I said, oh, I said, do you have friends that are in the real estate market or friends that are in, you know, in the lending? And she said, no. And I said, well, who are you talking to? And she said, just my friends. And I said, well, <laughs> what do your friends do? How old are they? Like, how, why are they more knowledgeable than the rest of us? And she just started laughing. She was, all right. And she started <laughs> to spell her last name and we went through the application. I said, look, I said, the most important thing is this is the best time to buy. This is the best time to sell. And the thing that you have to keep in mind is that you're not locked into this mortgage for 360 payments, right? No. Our goal is to help you get this paid off quicker. So we're going to stay in communication. I'm going to walk you through the process and I'm going to help you create wealth. And the rest of your friends can just continue to rent. And that's just going to keep going up and up and up. You're not going to get into the tax benefits when you go to file your tax returns and you're paying somebody else's mortgage. So she kind of said the same thing I say to you all the time, stop ranting and take my application. <laughs> How much was she paying a month in rent? $2,300. Oh man, there yeah. you go. I mean, well, she's in like she a $400,000 house. Yeah. She didn't know any better. And I get them know. all the time in his classes. I ask them how much they're, they're like taken back when I ask them. I said, how much are you paying rent? I point at one and they're like, oh, they're like scared to tell me. Like, right. I don't have your social or nothing. <laughs> but then they all start confessing. And I'm like, man, you know, that's a $355,000 house. And they're like, really? <laughs> it's just this lack of knowledge out there. It is the lack of knowledge. And one of the things that I also told her was, hey, you know, get me on the phone with all your friends. Let's talk about this because, you know, it's, I, and I told her about our radio show and, you know, if you keep listening into the news, you're just going to jump off a bridge anyway. So why yeah, not boy. take advantage of the market and, you know, we'll guide the way. But my topic was putting that tax refund to good use. So instead of spending that tax refund on something that will bring you satisfaction for a short amount of time, like buying a pair of shoes, a gadget. You know I would that. have no clue. I haven't got a tax refund since the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want you to spend that on, on another guilty pleasure. Why not spend it on something that's going to change your life in all the best ways? Putting your tax refund towards your down payment will help you get closer. 
Yep. Remember, you do not need 20% down to buy a home. You can buy a home for as little as 3% down. There's also plenty of grants that are available throughout Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and also in Florida. So you can get up to $10,000 of money that can go towards your down payment and or closing costs. And it's a simple process. We need to make sure that you are qualified to do that. But you, there are many mortgage options, which makes buying a home so much more attainable. You can buy a home with all the upgrades, new construction. I mean, there's a lot of builders that are coming out. So if you want to know what your payment is or how much of a down payment you need, you need to give us a call because again, Mark, going back to all these people that really are not adversed on what we know and listening to uncle Harry, we say it all the time, I know. you know, and, and I talk to first time home buyers. I can't tell you how many times a day that just don't know what to do. And we need to guide them. And I'm on a mission. I'm going to, I keep telling everybody, I'm going to be out there on YouTube doing videos, doing this, and it's done. I am definitely selling my house and doing videos. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had in the last month and a half, two students that took our advice and bought duplexes or triplexes. Uh, and one guy bought a quad after just going to our school and, and us talking about this stuff. They had no clue. So I had a meeting. That girl, that girl should uh, buy a two by two and rent one of them to one of her friends that doesn't know anything That's about real exactly estate right. and collect you know twenty three hundred a month. I love it. That's exactly what I'm going to call her today and tell her that. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Um, one of the things I met with one of the OPs at Keller Williams. Great guy. Um, I, I told you about him last week. Yeah, I need to meet but him. But he, all the agents that he works with in those different uh, market centers, he makes them buy a house as an investment property so that he can, you know, help them create wealth and get out of their own fear. So it's amazing. Yeah. I just, I, mean, I love the idea. Buying that first unit to live in is your first step to do right. everything else. Right. You know, it, right. and, and rather than get that tax return and blow it on something, buy a yeah, piece of I real mean, estate. The first thing people want to do is pay down their credit cards. And I get it with 24% interest, but at least put some of it towards the purchase of your new home. And if anybody yeah. has any questions on what that process looks like, you can either go to my website, which is mortgagemom.net, or you can give me a call at 609 605 Seven one five three. Very good. All right. So coming up next is going to be our question and answer segment. All right. With that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio at twelve ten WPHT, all positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. Hey, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive, all the time. So that was a good topic, Dan. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. Yes. Question number one. I ratified a contract 
And am I unable to get financing or do I have to release the earnest money to the sellers? Well, it's going to you ratify. I'm confused that on that con- question. Executed right. a contract, right. probably you mean, but, uh, you know, we're not ratifying the constitution here, but you know, if you didn't click check that one box in there that this was based on, uh, a, obtaining financing, you got a problem. And so it's, you know, do I have to release the earnest money to the, sellers possibly unless you check that box unless there's another good reason that's why i always take a home inspection because right that's a weasel clause i I mean all you got to do is say after review of the home inspection i no longer want to purchase the house you don't even have to give a reason and you're out right and you're out every spec piece i ever did i do that but if they didn't do any of that uh, they got a problem and the seller can keep the money because it wasn't that box wasn't checked that it was contingent upon getting financing. What's the next one? The next question is in New Jersey, is the seller required to obtain a smoke certification in an as is cash contract or only if the property is being financed? It's according to what township you're in. Yeah. Cause exactly a lot of the right. townships have rules and, right. and, and first of all, as is every real estate transaction is as is. Right, That's but this says cash bus- next to it. Doesn't mean it matter. They're as is. Everyone, right. when you finally sign on the dotted line at the end, it's as is. Right, and it depends, like you said, what uh, what township they're in. Yeah, and some of them are brutal. Yep. All right. Question number three: Pending buyers of my occupied home are asking to see the house again for the third time, causing me to clean then vacate. Realtor says it's normal. Is it? We had a question like this not too long ago. Yeah, I think first of all, times. this is like, yeah, we had something. It was a different thing, but these are the agents. They got to get these people under control. Now, the third time, what are they doing? Measuring for carpets? Well, you know, what are they looking? Where they're going to put furniture or something? If I've got the buyer and they're keep calling me to go back in, they're going to be starting to make me nervous because <clears throat> next thing you know, they're at, uh, one of the expensive furniture places buying furniture <laughs> on their credit card and then their score drops and no house. Like the guy that bought the truck that time because he had a new driveway. Yeah. He had a brand new F-150, but no house. You know? But <laughs> he's you not know. living in his truck. <laughs> yeah. At six he had to probably wait about eight months to buy again. But you know, third third time you get if you got a home inspection, that means you're in there twice. And then you got the final walkthrough. That's the third time. But to just keep going back, they're probably either who knows what, you know, it's a bad idea. The realtor needs to get the buyers under control. Agreed. All right. Next question. Does a broker have to have a power of attorney to sign a seller's name to the contracts? You might not need a full agent. Some people just call agents brokers. All, all commercial agents call themselves brokers, even though they have the same license as a regular real estate agent. They're not, they didn't take a broker's course, but they all call themselves brokers. There's a lot of miscommunication out there about titles. I remember Gary Cower told me that uh, 000.1% of buyers even know what the designations mean the AB <laughs> and the RES and that, and all the stuff that the realtors are all psyched up about the sellers and buyers have no clue what that stuff means but like i just did one and i didn't have a power of attorney i had i did an affidavit and i signed my seller was in virginia and i had she had did all the paperwork in advance and i just signed off as agent of i didn't have to have a full power of attorney 
Right. Or agent, in fact, for. Right. right. Yeah. But, you know, so it's according to the situation. It, yeah, work it out with the title company yeah. because the title company and also on the sellers, the lender doesn't really care as much. Yeah. But, but definitely contact the title company and they'll be able to guide you on uh, what's correct. Just so the audience knows how mine worked, my seller was in Virginia. They FedExed the whole package to the seller. The seller signed everything, FedExed it back, and then at the settlement table, she didn't come, and I went over. Nothing changed from the final right before settlement on the settlement sheet, and I told her everything was exactly the same, and then I signed as seller agent. Perfect. And they wired her a check. Piece of cake. All right, next question. If a collection shows up on your credit report during the waiting phase of your mortgage loan, do you pay it or get in touch with your lender? Call the lender immediately. Call the lender because we don't, you don't, how do you know that it actually showed up on your credit report? If you're doing Credit Karma or some of these others. And how do you know if right? it's you? And how do you know if it's you? But um, you definitely need to get in touch with the lender and then they will be able to advise you on what to do. Because sometimes I was it won't affect your credit depending on what it is. Um, and then sometimes by paying it, can drop your score Could dramatically. Your so right. definitely get in touch with the lender and let them do a simulator. Yeah, I'm going to do a thing. I found it. I think I sent it to you about common names. Smith, Johnson. Smith, yeah. I got it. We got to talk about that one week on the radio. Unbelievable. It went through every every state and every counties in the state. The popular name. Smith is the number of po one popular name in the country. Smith. So if your last name is Smith, there's tons of stuff on your credit report that's probably not you. I think, I, but I'm going to bring that up when maybe I'll do it next week's show. But it was really funny, and like according to like what states, Pennsylvania was Smith, so so was Jersey. That's crazy. But like some states out west were Johnson, and there was a few other ones. But we'll have to we'll have to talk about it. No, that sounds great. And also next week, um, I'm real excited to have our guest segment. Um, with solar power. They're going to talk about how solar affects and what's coming. I mean, everything is going to be turning into electric. Everything. The gas stoves are going to be going away. This is a very, very hot topic. So I want to make sure that everybody tunes in to, to hear our guest segment on this. Them gas stoves better not go away because I don't, do not want to go to a steakhouse and get my steak off a frying pan. Like, <laughs> screw that. You know what? Give us a break. That's not the number one priority in the world right now. Wait. All right. All right. So what's coming up next? Coming up <laughs> Coming up next is our topic of the day, which is the 80-20 rule. It's not a math problem. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPAPHT. All positive, all the time, all in favor of gas stoves because I like my steak. Medium rare. And that, put it on the grill. Uh, put it on the fire at the lake. <laughs> we'll be right back. Good news in real estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Dan? 
So, Mark, we're up to our topic of the day, which is the 80-20 rule, and it is not a math problem. Yeah, we visit this every once in a while because I teach it all the time. Uh, in all my real estate classes, I do a coaching session. I give them a free coaching session, which I charge 600 bucks for, but I do it for every class. And I talk to them about the 80-20 rule, and most of them don't know what it is. And it's a very old rule. It goes back to the 14th century. There was a philosopher named Pareto, and he realized that 80% of wealth of Italy was controlled by 20% of the population. And then he started looking at everything else in life. And everything in your life has an 80-20 rule attached to it. Uh, the 80% is usually the busy work. The 20% is what you really enjoy and what makes you money if you're in business. The 80% is the stuff that has to be done. Like in real estate, showing houses, running around showing houses, filling out contracts, going through settlements, emailing, sending out the old Phillies calendar, all that stuff <laughs> is 80%. That makes you no money. The 20% is picking up that damn phone and talking to people and creating buyers and sellers. And most people get stuck in the 80% a lot of their times. And the reason they get stuck in, they don't understand the 80-20 rule. And what you got to understand is you are worth a certain amount of money per hour. If you're making 100 grand a year, you divide it by 40, uh, by 52 by 40, and you're worth right. $48 an hour. That's the way you got to think. So every time you're doing things that are not getting you towards your goal, it's basically costing you 50 bucks an hour. So why would you do all this little busy work and charge yourself $50 an hour where you could hire somebody for 15 or 20 bucks an hour and stay in the 20%? But yeah, small business people and most people don't think like that. And they think they're getting all this stuff done and they're dressed nice and have the little logo, Mercedes logo on their car, but they're running around like lunatics working weekends and everything else because they spend most of their time in the 80%. And it's also in your social life. Like, you know, like my wife used to always be running around and all I did was run around all day and pick this one up and do this and do that. And I used to say to her, why can't you just say no? And she couldn't do it. And no is an important lesson to learn. I actually wrote a song about it. It's on SoundCloud called No is All Right. You got to say no to certain things or you're going to be in the 80% all the time. And because in your social life, the example I give in the classes, I say, yeah, we're going to have a party at your house, right? So you message everybody, email everybody, invite them to this party. You get the house ready. You get the drinks ready, the food ready. Everybody shows up four to six hours. You're still the host. So during this whole thing, if you had sat down at the end of this party and figured out how many minutes of this party made it worthwhile to you, it might be a half hour, might be an hour, might be an hour and a half. Maybe that's the 20% to you. And then they all leave and you're back in the 80% clean, cleaning up the mess. And in business, it's the same thing. You got to understand what's the 20 and what's the 80. And the thing that's been ticking me off, and we've been talking a lot about it is, you know, these realtors, uh, I just got the email, send out the failure schedules, do this. They'll do everything but pick up a phone and talk to somebody. That's right. And if you talk to somebody, you never know what's going to come out of that conversation. Rule of thumb, everybody knows about 100 people. So if you know everybody knows 100 people and you got 100 people in your database, you got access to 10,000 people. Somebody in that group is looking to buy or sell a house, looking to buy or sell a business, but if you never talk to anybody and use chat GPT or emails and there's no social interaction, 
Yeah. Will you get a will you get a deal from a Philly schedule? Yeah, maybe one. But or the 80 20 rule is really important. I try to stay in the 20%. I hate the 80. I have a hard time doing it anymore. Yeah. Like my my accountant called my accountant called me yesterday and wanted to have one of them 80% conversations. And I was like, <laughs> I said, I'm kind of busy at the moment. Can I get back to you? <laughs> Because I have meetings with my bookkeeper and my accountant. They like that talk about. Let's talk about taxes for a couple hours. I'm like, Yeah. Can you just like uh, email me? Can I just sign something somewhere, please? And let me get back (laughs) in at 20%. Because I'm paying you. I'm paying both of you. And this is costing me like 200 bucks an hour. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) But that's the whole thing. Understanding the 80-20 rule, it's a mindset. And once you got that in the back of your head, I tell agents when I coach and stuff, I say print out an 80-20 and hang it on your wall. Somewhere that you got to see it all the time when you got to go buy it to remind yourself where you're at. Where are you at in the 20%? Like in my school business, the 20% is answering the phone calls, following up on the emails I get, and I call them back. That's the 20%. Teaching the damn real estate class is 80%. I haven't taught the 75-hour class since 14 because if I'm in an eight-hour class on a weekend, now I go in every class and do a coaching session for about two and a half hours, but if I'm in a class all day on Saturday and I can't answer my phone, every phone call to me is 500 hours. So I tell, that's how I, they start understanding. And then I have these students that graduate from our school because we gave them a coaching session called Zero to 20 Million in Production, and they don't have bad habits like a bunch of the existing realtors. They they just call 10 people a day. And, what you know, they make 100 grand their first year in a business because they made five to 10 phone calls a day, used to script, and talk to people. This is not rocket science. It's the same what we're battling all the time with this 48% of Philly running. It's just a lack of knowledge, but the 80-20 rule, that puts focus on things. And then once you're focusing, then everything starts falling in place. You know, like I had somebody, they were talking about uh, doing something, and they want to do it all by themselves. I was like, why wouldn't you hire somebody to do that? You're you're making over 100 grand a year. You're probably worth $70 an hour. Why would you spend your time at $70 an hour organized in a database or sending out emails or any of that stuff. Hire somebody. Agreed. Te- technically, you shouldn't even clean your house if you're making that kind oh, of money. I totally you should agree hi- with that, Mark. You should never you, clean you sh- your house. <laughs> you should have you should have somebody because if you look at it business-wise, that's $15, $20 an hour work. If you're worth 200 bucks an hour, you're, it's still costing you that much money. So, Mark, if somebody wanted, you got to get focused, you got to get focused. And I just got a journal. It's called the mastery journal, and it teaches you how to block out times and stay focused for 45 minutes at a time and then take a 15 minute break. Um, I haven't started it yet. I'm going to start it next week after my my little birthday celebration because, you know, it's just not going to happen this week. But it's definitely something to stay focused on. That's how I do my lead generation. It's in my calendar, five days a week. I I usually start at six o'clock in the morning, and by nine or ten, it's done. 
Yep. All right. That was but an awesome segment. Most, ag- most agents, most business people could probably call most five or 10 of their database with under an hour yeah. if they use a script. Yep. And, and you'll never know what will come out of it. Exactly right. It's a very important role. Yep. Great segment. And talking about great segments coming up next is our segment with Asking Dr. A. And what is a- AI, MLS, and licensing? Right, so, Dr. Abelson, last night, last week, we were talking about AI, and you were explaining to people what it is because there's all this confusion out there about everybody thinks it's this automatic thing, and they're not going to have to do anything or something. But in reality, it's just a tool. But I sent you an email about this thing, Chap. What's it called, Chap GT or something, or GPT? Yeah, GPT. And one of my local real estate boards are pushing this thing, and I so I did some research on it, and there's some good and bad. And one thing that cracked me up about it was that the college students and a bunch of companies are banning it. Yep. Uh, be, because and then the college, a, a bunch of colleges have banned it because they're using it to cheat on tests. Yeah. Well, what happens is they go and they and they use it to to actually do uh, papers, you know, term papers and things like that. But you know what? The same technology, universities using the same technology to see if there are strings of, 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 of sentences, okay, that are taken from anywhere on the internet. That's how fast the chips are anymore. So they're using right. the same technology to catch them on plagiar- plagiarism. Plagiarism. <laughs> and it's like, and then one weird thing about, it, it can write a song for you, and the guy said, write a song about Elon Musk, and it wrote three verses in the chorus. Yeah. I was thinking, man, everybody's going to be writing songs now like that. Well, I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how long... Uh, some of your viewers have been in, in the real estate industry, but about a decade and a half ago, uh, there was uh, th- this movement with the MLSs that were trying to do something, and uh, NAR didn't like the idea. So they spent, I believe the figure was around $17 million, and this is a decade, a decade and a half ago, maybe even a little longer by now, and uh, they came up with their own technology. But you know what? They tried to beat the technology, and what happened as a result was they wasted their $17 million because right. there was a workaround. So the, the, the issue is you can't stop technology. You can try to. You can try to deal with it. But as far as what's happening with AI right now, yes, there's a lot that it can do, and there's a lot that it can't do. The thing to keep in mind is we can't make assumptions that they can do what we what we want it to do. You're going to have to test it out first to see if you can do it before you can actually start using it and sending it out to people because you don't want right. the and wrong information thing, to send out to people because you're going to be held legally responsible for it because you have right. a license to deliver real estate and and with that license comes obligations and responsibility. And ethics. And 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 apparently how how this thing works is the more you give in, it starts building your personality. And then it's, I don't know if it's going to be answering, uh, answer, it's a text answer, correct? Yeah, well, there's all kinds of things that are going on. One of the things we were talking about before we started the, the, the radio program. The today. whole thing that I don't like about it is they're finding ways to do things without talking to anybody. That's what I don't like. Well, that continues to happen, and I'm waiting to see. And what, they're pushing it. I'm waiting to see what happens in five or ten years from now when all these all these people who who aren't married yet, right, all of a sudden get in a relationship and they have to deal with emotions and actually interacting with somebody else, i.e., their spouse, uh, and they don't know how to do it because you, right. texting only goes so far. <laughs> right. You need social interaction, and and what bothers me with this. All the agents that I know that are struggling in this market, and the market is fine. 
It's them not doing the correct right. work. They're not talking to people. Right. They'd rather send. I just got. We were in part earlier in the show. Me and Dan. I just got emails from a couple agents because I'm in their database. Time to order your calendars, and then I, you know the Philly schedule. You know, yeah, call me. Right. Call me. You know, it's like, what's the worst thing? They call me. I'm not looking to buy, but we get into a conversation, and something comes up, and they got a friend of what's to sell a gas station. I got to buy. What I've been doing lately with that. I've been texting people, you know, call me and I put my telephone number in there, even though they have it. Okay. Call me now. Can we talk now? All right. Give me a holler. Let's do it now. Because if you call them, they let it go to voicemail and you don't, you don't talk to them. Right. And people See, most of them I call Texas, back, Texas. So you most of them I call back, got to go with the technology. They answer, they answer the phone. I just call them back. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Uh, it's it's but the AI people really got to get their, hands around this and not it's not to do the work for you it's a tool to help you do the work exactly that's what it should be well that's what it is and people will try to abuse it and what's going to happen is what happens every time that there's a downturn in the industry you know there's going to be people who survive because they do the right stuff and there's going to be people who try to take shortcuts because they're trying to do too much and they're not doing the right stuff and they wind up getting out of the business yes because but the one thing that the real st real estate agents don't understand is you're competing with every other industry that's doing this. That's right. So you're getting right. that texts and emails. That's what stuff gets. And you're competing with one and a half other million realtors. Right. Okay. Especially in this day and age where you can do real estate in Philly, even though you live in Portland, right. Oregon. You know, so it's it, it it's right. very dynamic. very good. So we'll we'll keep talking about this topic. So all the people have to do to get a hold of me is. Go to A-B-E-L-S-O-N at A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net. That's my direct email. Or go to www.abelson.net. Very good. All right. Thanks, Dr. Abelson. All right. Great. Thank you, Dr. A. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609 605 Seven one five three, and a special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in, and all of our sponsors for keeping us on the air. If you want to join our team, give us a call. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. All positive, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of the past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded.